Welcome to the Perfect Time Podcast with Christy and Lindsay. Grab your coffee and let's chat mindset. In these mini episodes, we talk about how now is the perfect time to get in the best emotional, mental, and physical shape of our lives. Our minds are the most powerful tool we have. So let's grow together. Hi, friends. Hello. We're here. It's not morning. Um, we're doing a guest interview tonight, and we are with the lovely Courtney Hamilton. She invited us over to her house, which is just cozy, cozy, gorgeous. Beautiful. Um, happy to be here. We're going to get into her interview in a second, but first, I want to read you a little story that I came across today on my social media, um, and, it, and it definitely goes with the topic that we wanted to talk about tonight, so I thought this would just kind of like set the mood. You ready? Ready. Okay. Here it goes. A violinist played for 45 minutes in New York in a New York subway. A handful of people stopped, a couple clapped, and the violinist raised about $30 in tips. No one knew this, but the violinist was Joshua Bell, one of the best musicians in the world. In that subway, Joshua played one of the most intricate pieces ever written with a violin worth $3.5 million. Two days before he played in the subway, Joshua Bell sold out a Boston theater and the seats averaged about $100. The experiment proved that the extraordinary in an ordinary environment does not shine and is so often overlooked and undervalued. There are brilliantly talented people everywhere who aren't receiving the recognition and reward they deserve. But once they arm themselves, and this is key, once they arm themselves with the value and confidence and remove themselves from an environment that isn't serving them, they thrive and grow. Your gut is telling you something. Listen to it if it's telling you where you are isn't enough. And so I just think that's such a cool story. And it kind of segues us into our topic tonight which is betting on yourself so we're going to talk about that tonight and before we start interviewing Courtney she has the coolest story I just want to talk for a second about internal and external validation Um, both kinds of approval that we seek in our lives both important and to some degree we need both of them um And I think a lot of people struggle to trust their own intuition or their own internal validation. Um, And we kind of get stuck, if we're not careful, into the cycle of like relying on external forms of validation in our lives, um, which can can keep us in an unhealthy place. So um, what is validation? It's just, it stems from the word valid, um, being acceptable, correct, appropriate. And so um, it's important to have validation, right? And, um, you know, having a, healthy sen- having a healthy balance of internal and external validation. So we're going to refer back to that a little bit tonight um, and why it's important to develop a sense of internal validation and why it's also dangerous to solely rely on external forms of validation. Okay? So let's introduce Courtney. Um, For those of you who don't know her, she is my good friend. And um, we met through kind of nursing and also Bar 3. You guys know Bar 3 because we've been recording at the studio. Uh, Courtney came to Bar 3 as a client when I was an instructor. And we worked in healthcare together. Um, But currently, 
Courtney is a realtor and she rocks her interior design business on the side. She lives in Bexley with her husband and her two dogs. So welcome, Courtney. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. Thanks for the hot tea. Courtney made us all a hot tea. Um, okay, let's start out by talking about like what was your formal college degree? Like what is your formal education? So I have a Bachelor's of Science in Nursing um, from Mount Carmel College of Nursing. I worked as a nurse for 10 years in the cardiac cath lab and intensive care unit. Um, Before that, I even worked in the hospital setting. Um, And currently, I am a realtor um, as of March of 2022. And I can't believe it's been almost a year, but it's going very well. And um, when was the last time you worked as a nurse? So the last time I worked as a nurse was October of 2021, and I remember it was right before I was going to go on like a two-week vacation, and it was in the midst of COVID. No, it wasn't even really in the midst of COVID, but it was still like lots of nursing shortages, and my manager was like, you know, you're kind of low on the totem pole. I had only been at Ohio State for a couple years, so... Um, there was other people that had higher tenure than I and she said there is a nursing shortage on one of the floors and they're gonna like start sending you guys out and I was like actually can I talk to you and she was like oh no you're quitting aren't you and I was like I am but I'm gonna give you three weeks and she's like okay I'm like but I'm going on vacation for two (laughs) and um we we I left on good terms. Um, she, you know, everyone was sad, but my manager was like, you know what? I don't blame you. I've been kind of waiting, wondering when you were going to do this. Yeah, because I had a lot going on with other businesses. And yeah, things yeah. like that. Okay, um, I love that. So you started first with interior design or real estate? Yeah. So I've been doing interior design on the side, kind of. Since 2016, when my husband um, started flipping houses. So I've always done interior design for him in our business um, with the house flipping. I would do it occasionally for clients or friends. And um, it was actually in like October, November of last year that um, Trove Warehouse recruited me to be one of their referred designers. Ooh, that's so fun. I love Trove. Yeah, yeah. Trove. Yeah. If you're local, you know Trove probably. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So, um, okay, so let's back up a little bit then. Like, interior design, you were just kind of doing it on the side a little bit. What, um, like, how did you get started with that? Like, do you have any formal training for interior design? I don't have any formal training, um, when I, I've talked to a couple other nurses and it seems like there's a common denominator of nurses having a creative outlet or creative side, you know, whether that's hair, you know, doing hair or interior design or painting or pottery or something like that. So I, I think it's just kind of innate. Yeah. Um, but I feel like to survive nursing, you have to have an outlet. I know so many, like I know so many 
like I know a, a girl that was a nurse she's a photographer now like interior mm-hmm. another interior design girl like I just think we kind of have to mm-hmm. <laughs> or we'll go crazy um that's why I love teaching bar while I was yeah. nursing because it was like the healthy balance to being around the sick all the time you know oh, I always wanted to be a bar instructor too yeah I'm kind of guilty of like if I like something I want to do it yeah like, <laughs> I feel like we're similar in that like if yeah. we had a hundred lives we would have a million yeah, jobs for sure and I like that <laughs> about you um okay so no formal interior design you didn't go to SCAD or DAP or any of those like schools you just had an eye for it right yep and um people started to probably reach out to you yeah on Instagram like you post you know beautiful pictures in your home remember like I mean Courtney has had two houses in the Bexley Home and Garden tour like you just have an eye for it and I feel like yeah um People would reach out, and I think for a while I would just say, "Oh, I'll just give them advice because I don't, I'm not worthy of charging people, right. you know, for this." So I would give advice. But then I think once the Trove, you know, people reached out, and I was doing a interior styling for a high rise condo, I I was like, you know, I am good at this. I should take mm-hmm. advantage of this, and. Um, I should make money doing this. And, yeah. You know. Was that your turning point? Was that kind of the moment that you were like, huh, this could be a new career for me? I would say it was sort of the little sprinkle of encouragement that I needed. Mm-hmm. Um, the external validation. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> and the ex- yep. Yeah. Um, you know, with nursing, I feel like, I feel like I was starting to get that martyr mentality, like, oh, I'm a nurse, oh, woe is me, oh, I have to do this, and oh, I, you know, and I think, you know, with COVID, that's all you heard, like, all these poor nurses, and, you know, so I, and I didn't want to feel that way all the time, and I, so I started to think, what else could I do, and um, I was fortunate enough to be able to make those, this sounds cliche, but make those dreams come true, yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Was it hard for you to feel like you could value yourself high enough to charge? Like, absolutely. And do you feel like? I mean, I know, I know this because we've had outside conversations about it. But like, your price point has changed, mm-hmm. um, and I know that's been challenging for you to like. You know, I think just sometimes if you don't have, and you can tell me if you agree or disagree totally, but like if you don't have that, uh, that degree or mm-hmm. those initials behind your name, like it's, it can be challenging for us to see our worth. Yeah. And I think too, in nursing, you know, society thinks that you make really great money and yeah you don't you know so it's it some a part of me feels a little guilty for charging you know what I charge for interior design when I only made a third of that nursing taking care of people yeah yeah totally so that's kind of been a, a challenging mindset switch if yeah. you will yeah but um it's working out yeah that's awesome that's great um so a little bit of like internal validation and external validation, right? For that, like, people telling you you should do this, you mm-hmm. took the leap, you believed in yourself, you went for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, like, people, I always heard, why don't you just quit nursing? You have an out. Why don't you do this with your husband? Why don't you do real estate with your husband? And 
so many people around me kept saying that and my husband it wasn't until he kind of gave me that invitation that I was like wait a minute really like you think I could do this too and then so I hate to say that I relied on external validation but I think that it was kind of the the push that I needed yeah I think sometimes we get in our comfort zones too like nursing is what you knew oh yeah and it was mine to make that jump into something else even if you're good at it Mm -hmm. even if you think that you would love it Mm -hmm. I think closing the door to something is tricky sometimes it's scary especially you know I did value my nursing career I did value my knowledge I Mm -hmm. did consider myself an expert in my field and to leave that from for 10 years you know and doing that for 10 years to jump into something where you know you're a novice again and with real estate in particular um that was challenging yeah and what you just kind of snuck in there real quick a couple minutes ago is you said and it was mine Mm -hmm. and I think that is probably was probably a big thing for you too right because Mm -hmm. You know, your husband's a realtor. He has been for quite some time. Mm-hmm. So, like, did you feel like you were just kind of, like, chasing his? Yes, absolutely. And he's always, he always, you know, reminds me, we are, we are a team. Like, right. you don't have to prove yourself in this way. Like, we're a team. You make this better. Like, you know, so. That's cool. And I have to then, again, speak to my inner child and tell myself, you did this. You earned this. Yeah. You're doing this. Yeah. You can do it, you know. That was one of the questions I thought of when I was thinking of you guys. Like, you and your husband work together closely with Mm -hmm. real estate. Do you feel like you're similar in the way that you approach business, or do you feel like your strengths really balance each other? (laughs) So we, I would say our biggest challenge is that we're complete opposites. Yeah. But our biggest strength is that we're complete opposites. Yes. Like, you know, I'm, I'm very much like a caring, you know, nursing type person. I, I'm very, I would say I'm a direct person and, you know, in real estate or anything business related, there's a lot of sales involved. And I'm not saying sales is in like cheesiness, but like it's a whole different language. And you know, that, that's been a challenge and, um, but Justin helps me with that. Sales and nursing are very different. They yeah. are. Yeah. They're very different. Like, exact opposite. Yeah. So I'm sure that's a new language that you have to learn how to speak. For sure. You know? Mm-hmm. But you're doing a great job at it. Yeah. And no, I, I love I it. I think it's and so awesome that you guys, you and Justin, are such a good team and that he's so encouraging to you. Yeah. Always. So cool. He really is. I mean, I often have to feel that I have to tell him like well I did this today or I did that or you know and he's like you don't have to tell me I see all the things you do I you know I think you're great and I'm you know finally getting to that point where I'm like yeah I am great and I don't you know have to always you know express it to to him you know right but and so but like that comes like you've done a lot of like self-work right yeah yeah Tell us about that a little bit, if you don't so, mind. So I love, um, I know we've talked about, um, what's her name? Dr. Nicole. The um, holistic psychologist. Yeah, yeah. The what's holistic psychologist. Let's start with a P. Yeah. So yeah. I read that book. I really like that. Um, I stopped drinking um, two year, over two years ago. That yeah. really helped. Um, because I think when I used to drink alcohol, this is 
probably another topic for another show, but go for it. I, I didn't, I would drink away my problems or my thoughts, or if I had a bad day, I would drink. If I had a good day, I would drink. And then when you don't drink, you have to feel every feeling good or bad and figure out what to do with it. Yeah. And, um, so I think that actually helped me a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, I should journal. I need a journal, but my mom read my journal when I was a kid. So it's like, I can't. PTSD. Yes. yes. No, yes. really. Yes. So like, I have PTSD. Nope. Right. Yeah. yeah. Get, get, a, get a big lock on that bad boy. Yeah, I know. Now if well, you do it on your computer, it goes to the cloud and who knows what that is. Right. Like, it's just like all the things. Is that a journal? I don't I know. know. Have you read? Oh, no. I know. But yeah, just writing down stuff is probably good. But that's cool, like to make those choices for yourself yeah. and to know what serves you, what doesn't serve you, what feels good, what doesn't, and to like work through um, consciously like those choices. Yeah. Yeah. And I think sometimes, like, when you're in the middle of those choices, at least for me, like, I feel like in the moment it doesn't seem like I'm doing that much work because I'm just doing it. But then sometimes I take a step back, and I, and I feel like this for you too, like, you take a step back and you're like, dang, like, mm-hmm. I have come far yeah. from, like, like, these little daily things that I'm doing add up to, mm-hmm. like, create a big change, yeah. you know? And you do, you start to process the way you think about things differently. And And the next thing you know, you're on the Peloton telling yourself how proud you are of yourself and you're bawling (laughs) and, and you're leaving your career to start something new and totally scary and you're killing it. Like, yeah, yeah. it's, it's awesome. Sometimes I feel guilty because I am not being abused from like the healthcare profession anymore. You know what I mean? I really, I truly do. I'm like, I... I'm truly happy and I'm, I'm working, but it doesn't feel like work. You yeah. Know what I mean, well, I um, think there is like, you do get so like I worked the other day and I was at the hospital. I worked a 12 hour shift and I got straight up abused that day. And like, this is so silly, but any nurse on listening can relate. Like I found two minutes that I really didn't have, but I snuck away to go get food yeah. For lunch to feed myself, you know, and I felt so guilty. Isn't that ridiculous? Mm -hmm. Because I didn't have two minutes and I had to put someone else's Mm -hmm. health on pause so that I could feed myself, but I was dying. And Mm -hmm. then I like had this whole feeling of guilt for doing that. I don't know. It's crazy. That is something probably only a nurse can get, but yeah. Yeah, I just imagine that is just a pace that you run that very few people can identify with. It's just whack. I mean, it's totally whack. And so now you have the opposite, like freedom. Yeah. yeah. um, In all different ways. (laughs) Not just like all of that, but time and wellness and health and all of that. I'm sure that does take a minute to like retrain your brain. It does. you're still doing the good work. You yeah. are. So it's what just... would you say to somebody who is kind of where you were like contemplating making a shift in terms of career or like a huge lifestyle change? I mean, it doesn't even if they want to like dabble in something like what would your advice be for somebody who would consider that? I would say to just believe in yourself. I know that sounds so cliche, but and to and do it. Do the work and you know, if you, if you try and fail, at least you tried and you probably won't fail. I mean, I know that's not very poetic, but for me, it was just, I just had to do it. You know, I just had to do it and I had to 
put my heart into it and had to try and study and um once you once you do then you look back and you're like wow I'm really doing this and it it's that for me is enough you know validation yeah well and we met um like in person for the first time just today but I've been following you on Instagram for a while and what I've noticed about you is one, well, you're in a career where you have to show up. Like that right. is comes with the territory, mm-hmm. or it, it, it does if you want to, you know, be successful in exactly. that field. And you do show up every day and put mm-hmm. the work in. And so I think like you are definitely a practice what you preach person because you can see that it brings you joy. Like you're yeah. living out what you feel yeah. and what you're excited yeah. about, which is cool to see. Yeah, thank you. So cool. The other day you posted something and I, was, I thought it was an ad. Like, it was so good. Like, I feel like your content, like, you're just, you're growing into it. Not that you were ever not. Yeah. But I just, you know, just, it takes us a minute to get your footing. Same thing with this podcast. Like, mm-hmm. it takes a minute to get our footing. And so, imperfect action, right? Like, just starting, like mm-hmm. like you just said, just just doing it. I mean, that fiddle leaf tree over there did not start like that. <laughs> I can tell you that. <laughs> she has amazing, like, plants and fiddle leaves all over her. We'll put house. her Instagram handle so you guys like, can, like, see. that's what it is, though. It's like, it grows, right? Yeah, like you it just, grows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, in, and in that, you grow and your validation, both internal and external, grows. And then, you know, it's that. It's just, you, that, the nurture, yeah, yeah, that's the it. nature and nurture, right? Yeah. Like, you change your environment and nurture, you know, your mind and yeah. your body and all that. But do you have, do you ever have moments where you get like imposter syndrome where you're like, what am I doing? Like, I don't, <laughs> yeah. I shouldn't be here. Like, do Oh, you- every day. I mean, yeah. especially, I mean, I've, it's a I've been in real estate a year, almost a year now. So that's kind of going away. Yeah. But I remember, you know, when I was new, I mean, I was just like faking it till I make it. And yeah. like, I had some lenders like, man, she telling my client, she really knows what she's doing. And I would just laugh because I'm like, (laughs) I must really be good at just, you know, faking it till I make it. But I do feel that having almost a year under my belt, like all that imposter syndrome is kind of dwindling a little bit, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and that comes with experience, right? Yeah, totally. I prefer the term face it. Till you make it. I like that. Ooh, I, I feel like, like that's it. a good little, like, flip the script a little. Same thing, that but, like, it just. cures imposter syndrome, really. Yeah, for sure. The the term fake is what I hate, right. you know? But face it till you face make it. Face it till you make really it. Good. You I just like keep that. going. You keep going, and you hit a wall, and you keep going, yeah. and you face it, face it, face it. Yeah. And then, boom, you make it. Yeah, I like that. Then, boom, Trove's calling you up and yeah. saying, hey, do you want to partner with us? Yeah. Like, how cool, you yeah. know? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, you never know what opportunities are going to come up, and um, yeah, that's the cool part. Yeah. And then saying yes, believing in yourself, right? Like mm-hmm. being like, okay, this might scare me, mm-hmm. but I'm going to say yes. Yeah. yeah, and then I'm gonna, you know, that's like one more thing I'm going to prove to myself that I did. And mm-hmm. then, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, face it till you make face it. Face it. Face that's it. That's good, Chrissy. Um, thanks. I like that. Um, okay, last question for you, and it's kind of a, a switch of topic, but I still think it's something that's really cool about you, and I want to talk about it. Um, you and your husband don't have children. No. And we... that is a conscious choice. Yeah. And so just wanted to kind of, I don't think we've ever talked about this. No. Um, I kind of know how you feel just from things you've posted, but we've never talked about it. So I just tell the, tell the people. Tell, me. tell the people. Yeah, tell Lindsay. Like. <laughs> yeah, so 
my husband and I have been together since high school. So I was 14, he was 16. So so sweet. So sweet. So gosh, we've been married 13 years, together 20 years. Um, And so we were, you know, we got married when I was 21 and um, we were always careful, right? Like we never, I was never on birth control, but we were careful. Yeah. And then I think we were careful for seven years or something. And then I guess, you know, we kind of had a conversation like, I mean, maybe, you know, we bought a house. So, you know, we're doing all these things. I guess the next thing is like, have a baby. And we're like, okay. So we, we stopped. <laughs> Just like, checking all the boxes. Yeah, exactly. That's what they you say know? Next. Yeah, That's what they say. <laughs> um, so, you know, we, we stopped being careful and it we never got pregnant. Yeah. And you know, every time you go to the guy I know, they're like, what are you doing for this? Um, are you interested in having children? And I, you know, so I always said, you know, I'm not doing anything. And, um, they were always like, well, are you interested in looking into that? And I'm like, no, I'm, we're not, we're fine. Like we don't, we don't feel strongly about having kids. Like, you know, we don't want to look into it on either my side or his side. Right. Um, and so that's just kind of how it's been. And the the longer, you know, we've been together, it's like the more, you know, confirmation that we have that we're good with just our dogs and um, our lifestyle. Yeah. And Your dogs are so cute. Yeah. They're, they're our little babies. But, um, yeah, so I, I personally, I feel very, I, and I, I never, I don't talk about this a lot because I don't ever want to offend anybody. Right. You know, I don't want to offend someone who's trying or offend somebody who has five kids and doesn't want any of them, you know, right. but like, <laughs> I, I honestly, I feel very fortunate in my relationship and my lifestyle and everything that we, you know, don't have kids. Yeah. Um, but I, I just that. think that's cool. I, I mean, I think it's cool because it's just like, we all have make different choices. And like you were right. saying, like, it's the next thing to check yeah. off, but is it right? Like, is right. that what we want? Right. And I think that's what the whole mindset of life is. Like, is that what we want? Right. I know. And, and is that what we're going to choose or you know, all that kind of thing? I think it's good to, to take a step back and think actually, okay. So I was at a party this weekend. Yeah. And I was talking to a couple, and they were, I don't know, they were probably in their 40s, like late, later 40s. Yeah. And I was just talking to them. They have like 13 or 16-year-old or something, and they were asking me about, do I have kids? And I said, nope, we don't have kids. We um, didn't want kids, and, you know, um, kind of like what I've just told you guys. Like, we weren't sure, and then we were like, you know, we really don't want kids. And the wife says to our husband, or says to me, you know, I, I really wasn't crazy about having kids either. And the husband goes, wait, you didn't want to have kids? And I was like, oh my God. Like, that's so funny. Right there in front of you. It all unfolded. And I was like, they didn't know. Like, I think it's very important to really think about that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a huge choice. Because they, they're evidence. And I think there's a lot of people that are evidence that you just go through the motions and you just do what you're supposed to do, you know? Yeah. I was just like, oh, that's that's awkward a little bit. But. Do you? <laughs> so funny. So even awkward for me. Do you yeah. find that most people like will say to like people ask me all the time like, do you have children? And mm. I'll say, 
we have won. Mm -hmm. And even that, like, for some reason, triggers people. They, they like, mm. and not in a bad way, and it doesn't offend me, but they're like, do you want to have more? Mm. And so do you find, like, people ask you that a lot? Like, well, they'll be like, I do. I don't ever take offense to it, yeah. but maybe if I wanted kids, I would take offense yeah. to it, you know? Be that would yeah. be. Yeah. But, um, no, I, I just usually say, nope, no kids. And then, you know, sometimes, so here's the two things that I get. Yeah. I'll get... <laughs> Oh, there's still time, or oh. <laughs> or um, I'll either get that or I'll get. That's a smart way to do it, you know. So it's like right. it's, it's kind of funny, yeah. and I think you know I just go with it. I don't. You think should people just start meet. saying, uh, "I just bought a beautiful white our house sofa." <laughs> right. So no, yeah, <laughs> that ship has sailed. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. I feel like no matter what your dynamic is. People are just curious, right? So yeah. you get the questions. Oh, totally. You get the questions with one. I have my three boys, and people are like, oh god, yeah, <laughs> your hands are full. You yeah. know what I mean? It's just yeah. Oh, like, no matter I'm, what you come with, people yeah. have. a... I think most of the time, ninety nine percent of the time, people are just curious, and they yeah. have the yeah. best yeah. intentions. And like, I feel curious. They're just making curious conversation. Yeah. yeah, totally. I I've mean, never we, once been offended by anyone's yeah. question. I do about think that. you're right, though, because I mean, I personally did really want children, so. If I couldn't, that would be yeah. that would be stressful to be asked yeah. that all the time. So, but I, you know, I mean, I think part of just human nature is if people ask it in a caring and loving yeah. way, it probably yeah. comes across like that. But totally. Anyway, I I will just like not throw it back at them. But if people say, "Oh, why do you? Are you going to have more?" I'll just say like, "No, we we tried, and like mm-hmm. we had infertility, and like mm-hmm. I just very like." <laughs> That there it is. Yeah. Just drop that off. Yeah. And, you know, then usually people are like, oh, I'm so sorry. And, and then I'm like, no, it's really okay. Like, I yeah. feel at peace with it. Yeah. Um, I'm buying a white couch this weekend. You know? <laughs> yeah. I'm kidding. But, like, you know, you just, everyone's just curious. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. You just fill their curiosity. Yeah. That, whatever it is. Three kids, one kids, no kids, whatever. But talking about bringing it back to mindset, I think that's one thing when you are in a good mindset and you're at peace with yourself and what's going on with your life, you can answer those questions that could be triggering in a way that you feel, you know, you can be centered and like, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's a huge, huge thing to grow into. Talk about a growth mindset. For sure. Mm -hmm. For sure. Okay. Well, Courtney, you're killing it. I'm so proud of you. You are certainly an inspiration to me, and you I know tons of others. We are so thankful that you invited us into your home. Yeah, I know it's chaos. At your her, house, her, so. her two dogs are quarantined <laughs> upstairs because they won't stop barking. They want to be part of it. So, where can people find you? Like, what's your Instagram handle? Oh, let's see. I should know that, but it's uh, at Hamilton underscore Holmes underscore 614 perfect and, and we'll, we'll put it in the notes yeah, or whatever, perfect. whatever um that's cool and then what else how else can we is um, that the same for how people would reach you if they want your interior design yep help? i'm just all an open book on one instagram okay cool yeah awesome. real estate interior design so hit her up she's your girl if you need if you need i mean i would love your help and support someday with my home once my rascals start or start stop you know, yeah. tearing up my furniture. Yeah. Yeah. But, I would love okay. to help. Thanks for Yay. having me, guys. Yeah. Thanks for coming. Thank you. Okay. Bye, friends. Bye. Bye.